0: In this episode of the Connor Carrick podcast, Uh, guys like us have to be practice drivers, you know, like have to, if if one, if one of your top guys is playing 20 minutes the night before you got to practice and you're playing again, like he ain't going to drive the practice the next day. It's got to be us. And, um, I take a lot of pride in that. So if, if I have a tough practice, like I'll, I'll be thinking about that all day. Like I'll be, I know I got to be a guy that shows up every practice. I don't, there's no off days for practice for me.
1: Hi everyone. Welcome to the Connor Carrick podcast. I am your host current New Jersey Devils defenseman Connor Carrick. I am very excited today for our conversation with New Jersey Devils centerman Kevin Rooney. He was undrafted out of Providence College coming off of a 2015 championship uh, with Division I college hockey over uh, BU. He was the captain in 2015-2016, signed an AHL Uh, contract thereafter, eventually achieving an NHL contract February 28th, 2017. And since that day, he's closing in on 100 games as an NHL player. He's truly one of the greatest teammates that I've ever shared a jersey with. He's a a brother in every sense of the word. He's a warrior uh, day in, day out, Uh, really practices hard. He's got great habits. He's a leader, uh, and he really doesn't even know it. He's someone that I really enjoy coming to work with every day. And I know that uh, you, our listener, will be able to gain a lot from our conversation today. I know I did. Thank you for joining us. Let's do this. First, uh, New Jersey Devil on, welcome to the Connor Carrick podcast, man. How you feeling?
0: Dude, I feel great, man. It's an honor, uh, to be the first one. Uh, it's probably by default, but hey, let's do this, man. <laughs> I don't want any of those, those, those bullshit,
1: him. you know, classic, uh, locker room answers, man. Like this is just like we're having dinner and we're going over a little bit of your story and, and, uh, you know, not uncommon what we do on the road anyway, but I'm excited. I, I miss you, man. I, uh. I'm sad our season's over and I look forward to next year when we, when we get there, but
0: sucks, man. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's terrible. It's been brutal. Um, it's been brutal. Just miss, missing missin yelling at you on the plane and stuff. Remember what, that were you day? At
1: on, what are you yelling at me on the plane uh, for?
0: You're in my head a couple months later. I'm like, shit, I got to admit this. I had the penthouse, one. the real estate. <laughs> I was <laughs> all just, over yeah, you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can get under some guy's skin from time to time. It's a pastime. Those are like People are like, what do you do on the plane? I'm like, I give them some live and answer. I'm like, usually I read and, you know, or meditate or do something. And it's like actually 99% of the time I'm picking somebody out to to grill them or go give it to them. Um, Let's start right here, man, because this is uh, a podcast about, you know, the power of habit and, and the power of dreaming and how to, you know, try to build and be a better version of yourself. And I think honestly, when you shared this story with me, I thought it was one of the coolest things I've ever learned about any teammate ever in hockey was you first told me out of Providence college, why the New Jersey devils had interest in signing you. And it really like the lesson that I took from it, and I'm going to let you lead with the story, but the lesson I took from it was, man, I have got to show my best uh, in front of every person at every given time, at any given time, all the time, no matter if it's a, if it's a summer showcase, uh, if I'm out at a, at a practice, um, I am always trying out and you'll never know when, um, the benefit will come when the, you know, the reward for your work will pay off in any you know way that it does. And, and so just start with that, man. Cause I think that was yeah uh, a sick
0: story. Yeah. So, um, it was my junior year of college. Uh you know, we had a we had a home and home against BU probably around December, maybe a little before, but anyways, uh the first night we had them at home and they had a good team that year. they, they uh we ended up playing in the national championship. So I'll just jump to the I'll set the stage, a big But deal. um Yeah, so we uh so we play them a home and home. We played them the first night at home. They got Jack Eichel on their team, Danny O'Regan, Evan Rodriguez you know, a real good team. We had, a, we had a real deep team as well, too. Um, but they, they come out the first night, they pump us at home, 5-1, 4-1. Eichel had probably three, four points. So, you know, we knew we were a little behind them in that at that point. So uh, we get to the next night, we're in BU. Uh, Coach calls my line in and says, hey, listen, like, you guys are the fastest guys that can, you know, keep up with these guys. And your job tonight is shut this kid down. Like, I didn't even I didn't even think about anything on on the offensive side of the puck. I'm like, let's just see how this goes. Let's let the other guys uh, take care of uh, the offense. And, you know, that night, I hit him probably 10 times. I He hated me. Like, I was killing him. And, you know, I started to draw attention to myself. Scouts started calling our coach. And, you know, we end up playing them again in the national championship. And I, I kind of did the same thing. And we ended up winning it. Um, so a couple of years down the road, I heard uh, Ray Shero when he when he called me and signed me. He told me the story that uh, at the draft uh, they interviewed Jack and he asked him who the hardest player to play against was, and he said uh, Kevin Rooney. So um, that's why they signed me, and it was it was pretty cool. It was you know one player I played really hard against, and you know it ended up helping me down the road.
1: I got chills, man. Like uh, yeah. Uh, there, there's, there's two really high compliments that you're signs of approval that you're looking for as a player. And one is you want your teammates to love you and love playing with you. And I can say that. Like, I love playing with you. And I know, you know, everyone that has a chance to do so considers it an opportunity. Uh, but you want the guys you're playing against to hate you. And, you know, that's really been, you know, when you look at the numbers of your career, um, you know, you're a center by nature, but it's been your shutdown ability that has gotten you, you know, from college or or even we can go back even further, even from high school hockey, because I was looking up some old stories that came up after your first NHL goal. And we'll talk about that. But really, it's been your decision as you've gotten up through the ranks uh, to be a complete defensive player. That's even gotten you in the NHL door. Now you've been here for a solid year and a half. Yeah. Um, and, And, you know, when, yeah, So let's let's start there, because I I had a quote that I really liked. Uh, It was right after an NHL goal. Someone was interviewing you, and I think they interviewed your high school coach, Brian Schumann. Am I saying that right from uh, Canton High? Right. Yeah. Um, He said, quote, he was the most improved player that I've ever coached from one year to the next. His speed went from above average to exceptional and strength and everything just improved. And it wasn't by accident. I know how hard he worked that summer. He worked with a strength and conditioning coach and you'd see him running around town constantly doing something to improve. Um, where did you get that mindset and that, that belief that this hard work uh, was worth it and that it would pay off um, and kind of where are you hoping to take it next in your career?
0: Yeah, so yeah, Brian was obviously, uh, you know, important coach in my life and um, so I went to Canton high school, uh, my brother was actually a junior at the time. So after my sophomore year, he had been gone and I was, you know, at that point I was like, he's leaving. So what's, should I move on to the next level? I'm like, you know what? We, we lost in the state championship the year before, you know, everyone was writing us off going into my junior year. I'm like, let's just do one more year here. And then I can go to prep school and, you know, play junior hockey and, you know, hopefully go to play college. You know, that's where I was at, the, at that point um and we had lost a, a ton of players from that team so i'm like let's come back we could be good like so i i took it to a next level that summer i think he's right i mean um i i really worked hard i was like you know bry's gone my brother my older brother let's you know it's, it's on me now to take over this thing and um we ended up having an amazing season that year i think i went from like 10 goals my sophomore year to like 35 the next year so like it was it was a huge jump and and that really wasn't you know, I was, that was high school. So yeah, at that point, I'm a, I'm a goal scorer, but um, I've always kind of had that mindset where I'll do whatever it takes to, you know, win and try to improve myself and improve the team and get to the next level. And, you know, I've, I've had that mindset since then. And, you know, I went on to prep school and that was a jump. That was a jump for me from there. And, you know, I went to Providence and was a, was a walk-on at Providence, no scholarship, no nothing. Um, you know, not a lot of people know that about me. I don't really think I've opened up much about that and um, but I think that was the best thing for me you know just you know I had to go in there and prove it you know guys were going in there going to school for free and I had to go in there and earn it earn a spot on the team and um, yeah that's that's been kind of my mindset my whole life since I've been you know a younger kid is you know improve each year if you keep improving each year then you know down the road it's all going to pay off and you know after that first NHL goal I think I really was like, wow, this is really paying off. And, um, you know, there's steps in between that I, I, you know, celebrated great moments. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, that's why I always kept pushing myself and trying to find an avenue to, you know, or a niche to stick at every level. And um, that's really been it about me. That's something I try to give, you know,
1: there, there's two sides there. There's a physical element where you're really trying to play the game a certain way to carve out a role and earn some ice time that you could borrow for a bigger role, hopefully at a later date. There's also, um, you know, a mental side where, and I thought about this a lot, for example, uh, when I got injured in Dallas, and then again, injured this past season, you know, it's easy to get a little down um, when things aren't going your way, when you are undrafted, when you are a walk-on, it's easy to think that, you know, that's all you deserve, uh, maybe, but I think there's a great opportunity there to earn respect, and as a hockey player, like there's nothing there's there's no higher um, desire than to be respected. you know it's just kind of our our culture, and that was something I always thought about was, okay, if I can bounce back from this, and it's advice I give to you know younger players who are going through tough times, like adversity is an opportunity to earn respect. when people expect nothing of you, that is when you can really take them you know by surprise, and it, it really can be leveraged as a huge opportunity. And it's been the story of your career.
0: Yeah, no question. Yeah, it's, you know, you keep, you do whatever it takes. I remember this year even being hurt with you at the same time, you know, you had the, we both had the injuries and, um, you know, when I came back in the lineup, I'm like, all right, what can I do at this point to get these guys respect? They've, they've been seeing me sitting in the stands for the last, you know, four weeks. Like, how can I gain these guys respect? And, um, you know, I, I forget who he played I remember I got in a fight and I think it was the wasn't not, it the Rangers yeah it was the Rangers, it was I, the Rangers. I got in a fight yeah. I'm like no business getting in the fight just coming back from a broken hand and you know it's just little things like that I always want to you know that be there for teammates um, you know just you know just keep improving and when you get set back from an injury it's always tough and you're trying to work we're trying to work on things that we need to improve on you know while we're hurt and Ultimately, just so when we get back, we can we can get in that respect that you talked about, and um, you know, there's a lot of adversity there. And I've actually, you know, knock on wood, but I've I've been lucky with you know injury luck, and and this year I was honestly lucky to be with you at that time, and I hated seeing you go through it, but you helped me a lot, and that's why I think we have that mutual respect for each other.
1: Well, let's so let's talk about that because, you know, I do think. You've got to get creative in times of of adversity or tough play, and what are some things like uh, you know, are there any values that you really attribute to or any do you have a mantra like what does what does Kevin Rooney do when things are not going well, whether versus injury, you're not scoring, you're in and out of the lineup? Um, doesn't matter. they're They all feel shitty at the time. Um, what do you do to maintain that resiliency and that relentlessness because you are? I view you as that. I see you as a very resilient teammate. I've been with you uh, night in, night out. You know, I've seen you get gutted by, you know, bad news from a coach. You know, you're not in the lineup tonight and be able to, you know, shake it and be positive within the hour, um, you know, or, or at least, uh, you know, not letting it get into your uh, practice play or anything like that. What do you do when things get hairy, when things get tough?
0: Well, I think during that time I was, you know, I, confidence is a huge thing with me, and it's 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 a big thing throughout you know the whole league. And if you don't if you don't have confidence when you're out there in this league, it's it's hard. It's it's really hard. And I th- I think one of the things I did this year is um, I worked with a video coach that helped me you know put together my shifts. Like this is this is great. Like all these great shifts. You know, in the past it was always like, all right, what can I do better? What can I do better? And I, and a little bit this year when I was struggling and I was coming back from the injury, it was all like. This is, the, this is the Kevin Rooney when he's playing well type of things to do, and I, I, I love that. I mean, I was out of the lineup, but I was going back to my hotel room watching you know highlights of myself from the previous year or good moments from this year and um, I think those things really helped me pick me up and realize, hey, you know I've done it here. I can do it again. whats what's this all about? you know I'm getting scratched a couple times, but that's okay, you know I'm, I've done this before, I can do it again. so um, that really helped me this year and and a lot, you know I just I needed more confidence, I needed to you know as a team we were struggling, and when you're struggling as a team and you're and you're a role player you you take heart it take it gets your heart, you know so um yeah it was there was difficult times, but I think um you know with with all that staying positive and you know obviously I'm a realistic kid, but you know I'm obviously trying to be positive around the room and be upbeat I, you know I don't have the uh the dance moves that you do but <laughs> I'm trying to <laughs> no one does <laughs> man It's <all> right. <laughs> I'm trying to come to the rink every day no matter what and you know be a good teammate and you know support the guys that are in that night because you know you you need you, you got to win and especially for me if you if you don't um if you're not on winning teams it, it's tough to to keep it going in this league so that's uh it was exciting to see us you know play really well at the end of the year and i think you can attest to that um you know how well we played towards the end there
1: Well, I think there was even a shift in our culture in the room. You know, things were tough. There were expectations of being in the year. It was a shame. You know, Ray Shiro was the guy that, uh, you know, traded for me. Uh, I signed you. Um, John Hines was the one that, you know, I played under to earn, you know, the two year deal I'm on. Uh, He was, you know, the first guy that gave you, you know, your real chance to stick in a lineup um, night in, night out. But it's interesting to me that. I'd started doing the same thing at the individual level where I really started to focus on my strengths. Like everybody in the NHL has weaknesses. um, But what are my strengths and how can I do them more consistently? And I think that works both at the individual level, but also was part of our team plan too. I thought, you know, towards the end of the year, there was more focus on what was building momentum for us as a team. Um, And I think that created clarity around what our job was as individuals.
0: Yeah, no question. I think yeah, definitely. Uh, over the last two months, before you know, before obviously what happened, you know, we were we were coming in the video room. Guys were feeling good about their games. Um, you know, there was things that you know X's and O's that the coaches were you know talking to us about. But most of most of what we were doing at that time was all positive and you know reinforcing, you know, the good habits in our game. And I yeah, I agree with that.
1: So. In terms of like dreaming for what's next, right? Because that's always where we're at as athletes. It's a unique offseason, plenty of time for, you know, projects or to get aggressive with anything that, you know, you think will help your game. What is your goal uh, for this particular offseason? Have you spent or is it still too distant out? Are you still just trying to stay fit and going about it as a normal um, off season?
0: I'm kind of doing a couple of things. I'm trying to uh, get my mind away from it a little bit. I got a project going on the side. It um, hasn't been announced yet, but actually I can just bring it up. But um, Let's jam. Let's plug my, it. Yeah, this is great. You're going to have to clip this, put it on, but uh, I'm starting a Kevin Rooney hockey school last week, awesome. August. Um, so just in my hometown, you know, just, you know, I played for a high school hockey team there. I love to, you know, give back and you know, help the kids. Um, you know, develop on the ice, but most importantly, try to share some of the lessons I learned with. Um, you know, with playing like playing with guys like you, and um, so I'm, I'm trying to put some of my attention towards that. And I got a couple of people helping me, which is great, and I'm looking forward to that a lot. But then, you know, obviously, you know, there's still important parts of my game that I, you know, really want to focus in on this summer, and um, we're just kind of getting back onto the ice here, so it's yeah. it's a it's a little early, but. Um, trying to stay in shape and, you know, hoping I can improve, you know, a couple different things, um, you know, leading into next year. And, um, you know, we'll see where that, that will be. It stinks with the uncertainty going into this off season, especially for a guy looking for a contract. Well, first off, congrats,
1: man, on like, you know, in the face of, you know, a worldwide pandemic, the uncertainty of being a UFA unrestricted free agent, um, you know, going into next year, like the ability to create and, and give back and, and in the form of a hockey school, what you know and do best and what you love and, and feel comfortable teaching, like that's no small feat. Um, and I'm really excited for you and, and the relationships you're going to gain. I had a, this is cool. I had a kid to make it all about me for a second. I had, yeah, uh, I had a kid, uh, I saw on Instagram the other day uh, from another coach I follow. And I recognized the way this kid held his stick, but I wasn't sure if it was a kid that came to my hockey school the year before. Cause he looked a lot bigger and he was young. He was like eight or nine. This little kid, Leo's his name. And uh, I messaged the guy I said, is that Leo? Like he looks awesome. And it was like, yeah, he'd, he'd grown so much in a year. He was like powerful on his turns. He was holding his stick with more authority, like roofing it under the bar. And like, you're going to have some of those relationships where, I mean, we both have them. We have coaches that were really important in our development growing up. Um, you know, for you, it was, it was Brian Schumann. You know, for me, I had, uh, you know, Darren McCluskey was a big coach of mine uh, growing up. Uh, Nick Polis was another guy. Uh, Larry Pedri, where you can be that guy to somebody, man. And that's, that's awesome. I'm, I'm excited for you.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, that's a great experience. I'm hoping that, uh, you know, I can have a similar experience to you, you know, down the road. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what, in terms of
1: strengths as a player, how are you doubling down on some of those? Because I know you as like relentless defensive player. We talked about the story with Jack Eichel and, and doing your best to, you know, try and shut someone of his, his offensive caliber down. Because there really are only three players in the NHL. There's your stars, there's guys that can play with the stars, and there's guys that shut the stars down. Right. Um, And I think, you know, the goal, you know, for us is probably to be two of those last three, uh, you know, uh, the last two of those three. And uh, so, what strengths as a player are you really going to try to double down on this summer?
0: Well, I think my skating is my biggest asset. And I think using that to my advantage a little bit more, being able to, you know, beat D one on one, you know, cut back corners, um, those are some of the staples in my game, getting to the net. Um, trying to find ways to get more puck touches in the offensive zone. Um, you know, I think my penalty killing is exceptional at this at this point, and I think my instincts are great. And um, there was opportunities this year where I could have produced even more offensively on the PK. And I think if I can produce in the offensive zone and be a better hockey player in the O-zone, I could be more of a complete player. I think, you know, at, at, at this point in my own end um, through the neutral zone details. Um, I think all that's there. I, I don't think that's going to go away. So now it's, it's about finding ways to get open, get the puck more, be in the right spots. Um, you know, just for an example, I went through with my video coach about just puck touches up high in the offensive zone this year. There just wasn't enough. And that's something I've, I've, you know, re- I'm really going to focus in on. And I've already talked to uh, skills coach coaches like Adam Nichols about, you know, finding ways to do it. And, he he told me Austin Matthews last summer didn't even work on his one timer once and this year I think he had 21 timer goals or something so there's there's a lot more to the game than just just skill skill level I think there's parts of the game I can think a little bit better and um I'm going to focus in on you know some of the video aspect but also be on the ice once once it gets crunch time um you know be on the ice working on those things uh it's like you said it's a long off season so you don't want to you don't want to burn yourself out but there's ways to improve you know at any point during the year um, you know we're pro athletes so we got to be working 365 days of the year so um, yeah I think I think some of those things in the offensive zone will be huge for me um, you know all this time will be huge for me to improve on that stuff
1: yeah I think you have to do that in the NHL you have to continue to remember what you're good at and then just try and have, um, you know, systems in place, whether it could be a, you know, for me, it could be a phone call at my dad or, you know, a conversation with uh, my agent or like some trusted, I have my own video coaches, um, you know, that I'll call up and say, you know, man, I feel like uh, my shots aren't getting in the net enough. I'm not getting my offensive touches, what's going on there. And you have to be creative. And, you know, this is a good opportunity to do so because it is while you're always trying to get better, it is difficult in an 82 game season to pick your head up and like recognize patterns because it is so fast. Um, you know, I think uh, I think it's a great opportunity, you know, for both of us, uh, you know, to try and, you know, solidify ourselves further as NHLers next year. I think it'll be a big season, you know, for both of us. We've both been, uh, you know, grinding it out a little bit the last couple of years in and out of lineups and, Uh, we're at the age where, you know, we can really solidify and take off and and be a solid role player and and hopefully even more thereafter. Um, Or it can be more of the same and we continue to struggle. And, you know, I want to talk about, you know, next, one of the things I think was really cool about, you know, your career was in 2018, you were um, announced the Binghamton Devils captain. So you're an AHL captain. And at that time, you know, I think from 2016 to like, what was it, mid to late 2019, you'd only had five NHL games at that time. Um, you know, what was going through your head at that point in your career? Because the longer you're in the AHL, the easier it is to keep you there. You know, of course, if you're playing well, you'll always get your shot. Like the NHL is not going to sleep on players that are NHL ready. Um, you know, but what was going through your head? You obviously want to be a leader in your room and you want to be a good enough player that you're valued as a captain. That's a huge accomplishment. You know, I've never been a, a captain in pro hockey and it's a huge goal of mine actually, but you also don't want to be there too long. So yeah, what, was, was what, what what progressed from there?
0: Yeah. So it was, t- it was tough. We had, you know, we had a couple good teams in Albany when we were in Albany. Of course, you remember those playoff series, what a war, where we right? Yeah. yeah couple wars, battles against the Marlies. And, um, when we, when we kind of moved over to Binghamton, we, we kind of lost our, our core group of leaders. Um, and, and there was no real reason for that, but I, I think it was, it was right. Re- it was almost time for the, the next group of guys to step up. And, you know, I think Fitzy and, and Ray had been in the organization at that point for, for three or four years. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they wanted to see kind of some of their guys come in and, um, you know, show t- some type of leadership. And I remember that year when um, Mark Dennehy called me into his office and, you know, told me they were going to announce me captain. The first thing I said to him was I said, my goal is to play in the national hockey league. And he was like, we know, we know runes like um, we think you're still an could be an NHL player. We just, we like the way you play. And I think some of these young guys can really look up to, you know, how you go about your business, how you play, uh, how you treat people off the ice. And, you know i was I was honored I really was i was I was scared to make the phone call home to my dad because you know our goal is to you know play in the n h l like that's what we talk about all the time dinner table and you know when we go down to the cape and stuff and so but he was really happy for me, and I think a lot of people were and I was a little surprised that I didn't hear like oh that's that's it, runes your captain now in the AHL. yeah it wasn't that it was you know guys still pushing to get me there and the coaches the development staff still working with me and um you know I was really lucky I was honored to to get named that and um I think later in that season I got called up and then that's when you came over is that correct yeah that was the at the
1: end of no you're right because that was not at the end of uh that was not this past year It was the end of the year before yeah all these trades they yes. they tend to add up but it's it hard <laughs> to remember
0: <laughs> yeah so so um and yeah it was so I got you know I I you know, my game changed a little bit at that point, And I was, I was kind of disappointed in myself. I was, I was producing some points, but I, the puck wasn't going in the net for me that at the start of that season. Um, and then they gave me an opportunity right around um, January to come up and, you know, see what I got. And I think within my first couple of games I scored and um, I started playing well and, and then I just kind of stuck for the rest of the season. And, you know, that's when, you know, we started forming our friendship and, um yeah, but it was but to be named captain of a professional hockey team at the age of 25, like it's it's an honor. I'll remember that forever, and um, you know I can't thank Fitzy and those guys enough for, for giving me that opportunity.
1: Yeah, and I, I had to ask about that because it's something I've never experienced, and it is kind of a weird like, you know, hey, this is a great honor, and I'm I'm, but just so we're both clear, I do want to play up in the bigs. Yeah. Like this is you know. Um, I want to grow, you know, roots too strong down here. And you talked about your first NHL goal. You had a quote after you'd scored because it is, for whatever reason, um, it is a huge monkey off your back, especially as a forward. I feel you know once you get your like your first point or your first you know, NHL goal, you can kind of throw the shoulders back and really start playing. But you said these opportunities don't come around too often, so I want to make sure that when the when the end comes, that I don't have any regrets. And before you answer. As a teammate, you have a high level of care. Like I can tell you deeply care about what you're adding to the room. Teamwork means a lot to you. Friendship means a lot to you. And you really do, in my opinion, go about your day-to-day career in an admirable way that you're reverse engineering what you want. You are looking ahead of, you know, retirement comes for all of us. And you are consciously choosing every day to go about your career in a way so that you will not have any regrets. You are not missing the moment. And I hope, you know, I don't know if that's obvious to you, um, but I, uh, I have a lot of respect for the way that you carry yourself in our room. And, um, you know, I know you are UFA, but I, I really hope we get a chance to play together again. But what is what does that mean to you when you want to go through the NHL without any regrets? What does that look like?
0: Well, I think just it, it goes back to what I talked about earlier. You know, like I've really had to kind of work for everything I had. And, um, you know, I know these, op- like I said, I know these opportunities are tough tough to come by. And um, I, I've, I, I had gotten called up a couple times before and, you know, I've had good games. But, you know, like th- there's guys like me you know we could be replaceable like if if you're gonna get called up for a couple games and and not do much offensively or not do much you know on the penalty kill or you know stand out in a certain way then you know it, your chance could come by quick and um i think like i you know like i said after that game i was like it was just getting the monkey off the back i started loosening up in the room a little bit um i felt like i i belonged a little bit um which is which is tough you know you're you're playing with you know guys you don't really know because you're in the minors the whole year and you just see them on tv you you watch the new jersey games when you're in the minors and um all you do is really dream about being up there and when you get your chance you want to make the best of it you know you know you know how valuable you are and you just you want to show these guys as quick as possible and i think um yeah once i got that first one i was like i I think i could belong here now and that's kind of how i took it and um yeah i've always you know really cared about my teammates and um, I just wanna win. I wanna I wanna always win no matter what level I'm at and and I think uh, you know, teams need guys like me and guys like you and you know, it's that's how you win. You build it build a team through, you know, role players, you know, superstars, you draft great players and um yeah, I think I I could I could be that player for the for the devils. And what
1: what fuels that belief that you have in yourself? Like was it you talked about you know, um Brian, you've talked about your dad, who I know you're close with, I got a chance to meet on the father's trip, like what really fuels your belief um that you can continue to get better as an NHL player, that you can be a part of you know a Stanley Cup playoff and hopefully a Stanley Cup winning team
0: yeah i th- I think a little bit of, of it has been doubt along the way, you know like i like I mentioned earlier, like it's you know i didn't I, I got. Asked by one college, one division one college to come play for them. Um, You know, it was a walk on undrafted player, signed an American Hockey League deal. And I just I've always had that in the back of my head. I'm going to prove it wrong, but I'm going to prove these people wrong. And um, I want to just continue to keep doing that, Um, you know, obviously in a humble way and do it the right way. And but, you know, I like, you know, looking back at all the people that doubted me and and, uh, you know, kind of smiling at them. (laughs) There's nothing
1: wrong with some edge, man. Like you need, yeah. You you need some edge. You need some fire, you know, in your game. Um, and as a person, I know I burn pretty hot in terms of you know my own uh, ambition and want to. Wanna, it's twofold for me. Like I want to prove people right. I've had some people believe in me from a young age. I was a little bit other side of the coin. I was a drafted player, not as high as I'd liked. You know, out of the U.S. development team, I was really unhappy with the way th- those two years had gone. I don't think my development was on you know, the path that I wanted it to be on, you know, was able to go to the OHL, went to the Plymouth Whalers, played really well, went through an extensive playoff run, kind of had an opportunity to, you know, carry the rock more and, and uh you know, play with the puck and be on a power play and that kind of thing. Um, But I, I don't know, for me, I think it's twofold. Like, I both want to prove people wrong, for sure. People that have, you know, traded me or, you know, after coaches have scratched me, there's an element to that. But I also want to prove people right, like, You know, my, my dad has believed in me from, you know, four or five years old. And then, you know, nine or 10, really that I could be, you know, a professional. The question in our home was always, uh, why not you? Like someone's going to play in the NHL, Connor, why not you? Um, you know, so what, what lessons did you, you know, are you bringing to the table as an NHL or, you know, from your family or from your childhood that you still really lean on in tough times in particular?
0: Um, I don't know. I was, you know, I was always a, you know, pretty energetic, um, kid. I didn't really like to sit still and not really big into movies or anything. I'm always out there and, you know, playing. And I think, uh, you know, that's kind of my, kind of my dream is to continue to keep playing this game that, you know, once as a kid, I just, I just played for fun and, you know, now making it my job has been a dream come true. And I, I, I love the game so much. And, um, you know that's why I'm I'm kind of giving back this year. I'm like, listen, this game's done so much for me. I've met so many great people, so many great stories, played in so many meaningful games along the way. Like, I want to share some of these experiences, you know, with the kids in my hometown. And um, yeah, I think there's a lot of things from my childhood, my parents, um, that that really like stick with me today. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm 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 fortunate for sure because I had. I had probably 10 cousins. I was the youngest, not anymore because everyone's having kids, but um, I was kind of the youngest and um, everyone played hockey and it was always like, it was always like, Kev, like, you're going to do it, you're going to do it. And I'm like, all right, all right, I'll do it. Uh, my older cousin played at BC. Um, one of, his brother played at Providence with me. My brother played at Stonehill. Um, cousin Jackie, she played, like, we, we all played, like, all the Roonies played, it's a big hockey family, and I was the youngest, so they always kind of, you know, pushed me the hardest, and, um, you know, I continue to keep, you know, pushing myself really hard, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm also very hard on myself, I demand a lot, and, um, you know, if it doesn't go my way, I, I, I might not sleep that night before the next game, and um, I know in my head that, you know, I'm gonna come back and be a better player, and um, yeah, so some of those things when I was younger that are still definitely, um, still definitely going on today. So what, as a
1: player, isn't going on any longer in your career? So what's something you used to do as a youth player or as a young professional even that you have on purpose decided to stop doing? Ooh.
0: I'll tell you a good story. I Actually, so I don't know if this is like, This wouldn't be me, of course, now, but so I was, I was, when I was younger, I was, I was like a pretty good player. Like I probably might, you know, like then when we went up to like the silver sticks tournament one year, I was like, my dad told me, he was like, you had like 10 goals in four games and it was like awesome tournament. Like, so I was good, like really when I was younger and then I, you know, kids got bigger checking started and stuff. So I kind of fell off, but I had a game up there in that silver sticks tournament. I think I scored my fourth that game. And I came back to the bench and some kid on our bench was like, hey, how many goals do you have? And I took my glove off and put four up. And my dad saw it in the stands right after the game. Ripped me. Ripped me. Like, you don't do that. You don't tell people how many goals you score. This is about the team. Like, that's, that's unacceptable. We don't do that here. And, like, since that day, I remember, like, seeing his face and how I was so scared. I was like, I don't even think he's going to let me play in the next game. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, <laughs> just being put in your place, like, when you're younger, like, I, I'll never forget that time.
1: Yeah, hockey culture, man. Hockey dads to hold you accountable. Like it's 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 It'll gotta be anything. uh you know, team first and yeah, exactly. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. I um I uh yeah, what a time our dads had on the dad trip. What a gift that was. What so between man, that was awesome. between the national championship your first NHL goal, maybe the maybe the dad's trip. What has been the absolute highlight of your hockey career thus far?
0: Um, so like as far as on the ice, or it, i think it's something that happened kind of off the ice that's still relatable. Is that
1: yeah, go with okay that? Too? Go with that. Yeah.
0: Um so we so it was like a I so saw after my year of college, I signed an American league deal. Um I was playing in Albany. And it was right around it was right around free agency and I think if you're on an American League deal, you have to sign those players before, you know, like the end of the before the free agency so that you can have the rights for the next year, I guess. But I didn't realize that at all. I'm just on an American League deal playing and and it was like right before the trade deadline I got a call from Ray Shiro and was like, Hey, we want to sign you to an NHL contract and I was like, Wow, like this is amazing So I called my dad. It was like a Monday called my dad told them um and everyone was so excited for me like oh it's great but like i'm still in the american league like i was still gonna play down here so a couple bunch of the guys on the team we had a great crew of older guys that year um luke gazdick ben sexton uh andrew mcwilliam you know all the guys i mean you played against some of the other guys um so luke gazdick calls me up to say hey wednesday he's like hey like i'm having a couple of the boys over like we want to celebrate your contract they got me a cake I was like, "This is crazy. I'm a rookie. That's like awesome. these older guys." So they get me a cake. We come over. Like we have dinner. Uh, we go over to his place, and I'm I'm sitting at the table, and I see my phone ringing, and I don't have the number. It's just a New Jersey number. I'm like, "Hey, uh, boys, do you mind if I like pick this up?" They're like, "Dude, definitely pick it up." Like, they kind of know. I think they're probably like, well, Yeah, it's. I mean, New Jersey. Why would anyone else be calling them uh, at eight o'clock?" So. It ends up being uh, Rick Kowalski, the, the coach that time in the minors, and tells me I'm going up the next day to play against the Capitals. And Just being able to call my dad, and I told him to put my mom and my brother on speaker, and I told them together. It was, it was really special. I, I'll remember that, you know, that phone call forever.
1: Yeah, I think um, my first NHL game was in Chicago. I make uh, the Washington Capitals out of training camp. And then it was so fast, I almost didn't even have a chance to capture it. I wasn't really ready uh, to make the team. I had no idea. I was really on the radar prior to that training camp. I get sent down after three games. I go down to the minors. I get hurt for a bit. I go to World Junior. I come back. And I think I still have the voicemail from Doug Yinks, the GM, the Hershey Bears. I missed this call telling me to call him back. Uh, and then I was going to end up you know, having to fly to Tampa Bay the next day. I think that's really one of my favorite parts about being a pro athlete is being able to share it, you know, and and you're doing it with the hockey school, being able to share it with your family and your community. Cause it's not just your dream. So many people respect how hard it is to even get a single day, a single cup of coffee in the NHL. Um, You know, we've, uh, you know, been able to stick around longer than that. But that's one of the things I'm most proud of as I look back is the ability to, share and reminisce with you know my loved ones really
0: yeah i know and it's weird you know, especially coming home there's a lot of people um you know that they almost look at me a little different and i'm like there's no reason for that like i'm no different than i was when i was in high school at canton and um you know i'm just working hard and trying to trying to keep improving like there's no there's no fame here coming home to canton and stuff it's, there should be none of that because i'm i'm still the same person same person i was then that's awesome.
1: So let's let's continue to highlight what you're gonna try and do. Like, what is your next dream as an NHLer? Because you've you've gutted it out every step of the way, from high school hockey to prep to college to getting an AHL, uh, you know, deal out of college to uh, gutting out an NHL contract. What is, you know, your real next dream? Um, You know personally
0: yeah well I think you know going into the summer you know it's my first year I've been a UFA I haven't been a UFA you know at any point during my career and I you know I'm just excited to go through the process like I've never been through it I've never talked to any other teams other than New Jersey Um, I've never been in a position to be Um, and I I love I love my time in New Jersey I would love to be back in New Jersey and it's just there's just so much uncertainty at this And um but yeah I'm I'm my next dream is to you know sign a you know maybe a potential multi-year contract with an NHL team and um establish myself as as a complete everyday player and there was a couple setbacks last year with injury and um and you know being out of the lineup a little bit but um my goal is to play 82 games in the league one year and and I really want to do that I think I can do it with you know all the time I got to rest of my body and then you know come back as a new Kevin Rooney and um, I'm excited about this off season and where it's going to take me. And, th- and that's kind of what I'm looking forward to at the most at the, at this point.
1: Yeah. I want to explain that for anyone that listening, maybe doesn't know what UFA means. We're talking about an unrestricted free agent. So the way you come up in the NHL is you're either drafted or signed like Kevin was as a free agent. And then there's sort of these uh, contract levels that you go through where they can restrict uh, your rights and they can retain uh, negotiating rights with you based on uh, jumps in salary. Uh, so this will be the first time that Kevin's really able to, you know, kind of test the open market and just have an, an honest reflection from the league of how he's done thus far. It's nerve wracking. It's uh, I'm UFA after next year, um, you know, and, and, you know, very similar. I've been on a couple of different organizations, uh, but never had like, you know, full autonomy to see, you know, what the full, you know, market, with the full you know, range of NHL clubs, what they think of me uh, in terms of offering. It's an interesting time, man, and it's got to be exciting.
0: Yeah, it certainly is, and, and so much of me loves New Jersey, too. It's like it's, it's, a, it's an interesting spot of your, in your uh, career, for sure.
1: Well, let's talk about that. What, what do you love about New Jersey? Because I think you know, a lot of people ask me about how the t- last year went, which was tough. I was super excited initially to get traded there. Uh the team was struggling at the time, you know, in the line, in the, you know, bottom of the standings there. And this past year we, you know, we're excited to turn the corner and we we kind of didn't. Uh which was really tough to bear. But in terms of the quality of people in our locker room, like I loved coming to the rink every day. I thought we had a culture that, you know, guys still wanted to get better. It was a competitive team. Uh day in day out it was a proud group. Um You know, between you and Johnny Hayden, and you know Travis Zajac, and Kyle Palmieri, and Corey Schneider, and Mackenzie Blackwood, um, you know PK Soup, like on and on and on. I have great friends on this team. Um, You know, and and change is a is a part of the beast of of pro sport. But you know, there was a lot to there was a lot for me anyway that I really enjoyed about coming to work every day this past year.
0: Yeah, me too. It was obviously a frustrating year because you knew how much guys cared about each other and cared about winning. And, um, I don't think we ever lost, um, you know, that bond as a group, but obviously didn't go as we planned, but we, you know, we, we're really, were a tight group and, um, there's so many great people in that locker room, so many great coaches, um, you know, management from the top down, like it's, it's really first class and, then you got the fan base. The fan base is just amazing. You know, you got blue collar people, which I love. You know, you got a yeah. tough New Jersey Devils fan base, and you know, you come in there, and you know, when we're playing well, they were we were we were tough to play against at home. And at for at the beginning of the year, we we lost, you know, a couple big leads, and you know, we let those people down. But um, you know, I th- I felt like as the season went on, we we started, you know, showing them some hope for for what we have to show in the future, and. I think the Devils got the bright one of the brightest futures in the league for sure, with some of the young uh, talent and you know signings that they've made. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to no matter what. Always, always following the Devils.
1: Yeah, man. I hope you're back. Like, I uh, makes me sick thinking about it. But um, I gotta ask you. You know, when I when I first came in, you know, what did you think of me when I got traded there? Because I'm curious. Because we we did go to war against each other. Uh, when Runes was with the Albany Devils, I was trying to impress as a Toronto Marley, and we had probably one of the biggest, baddest playoff series. Here, let's go back there. So what did you think of me during that playoff series? Because that was nasty. Like That was some of the meanest, Uh, toughest hockey of my career.
0: Well, are you only bringing this up because you led the the league and led the playoffs in points that year? I just (laughs) wanted to hear you say it. That was against you on the
1: PK, too. I was ripping you guys up.
0: Um, no, but some of the some of the Marley series were awesome. I mean, they just make you such you know they just what you play for, you know. You 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 grind it out all season and get getting these series is, you know, best of five, best of seven series against these guys and you play every other night and you know, that's what our dream is to do that against someone now in the mm-hmm. NHL. But um yeah, like when when you first came over, I think I think you fit in right away. Um easy guy to get along with and um i liked you right away cuz you're you're a competitive guy in practice and and you need those guys throughout the year you need i say that to Hayes all the time he laughs at me but you know we guys like us have to be practice drivers you know like have to if, if one if one of your top guys is playing 20 minutes the night before you got to practice and you are playing again like he ain't going to drive the practice the next day it's got to be us and um i take a lot of pride in that so if if i have a tough practice like I'll, I'll be thinking about that all day. Like I'll be, I know I got to be a guy that shows up every practice. I don't, there's no off days for practice for me. So um I appreciated that in you. And um I think you gained the respect of, you know, the coaches, you know, obviously you signed a, signed a great deal after. I mean um so right when you came over, you were very well respected. So it was, it was a well, huge I think addition. I, I think to I had in.
1: to practice. I think I had to practice hard. Like we had, Um, you know, a lot of the veteran guys were still out. So, you know, it was a, it was a younger group right when I got over from the trade. And, uh, remember the meeting that John Hines had when I first got there was the one after the Rangers game. I meet him, the one I meet him. I walk in his office. Yeah. It was the Rangers at home and I walk in his office and I was the first day there. He goes, hi Connor. Nice to meet you. This is how we play, you know, uh, very professional. I always, you know, I have a lot of respect for you know, John Hines and the way he ran our room. Uh, and he just, he goes, I need you to know. I, I thought this was hilarious. I called my dad right after. He goes, I need you to know. I can't have you on your back foot today. Like I, I, we're going to have a tough video session this morning and you're going to see it. Obviously you weren't a part of the game, but you're going to need to be a part of the response. And we're going to have a pregame skate. That's going to reflect our meeting. Um, you're a big boy. You're a professional I, uh, good luck. We look forward to like, seeing you play. And basically, we, <laughs> we did that. We did that drill where you bring both nets into the corner and we're playing two on two box out, you know, six hours free, before free the game. game. I was so fired up. Like, oh, because you kind of feel weird cross checking your first teammate. I don't know, you know, uh, you've never been traded, but if, uh, if you ever do walk into a locker room, like there's that first day where you got to go after your new teammate who you kind of don't know all that well yet. And, uh, yeah. like I remember I was actually like grateful. I'm like, Oh, awesome. He gave me like the, a total pass to be a, uh, go hard in practice <laughs> today. And, uh, we just went to war, man. It was, uh, it was a lot of I fun.
0: We did that once and, and we won. So that, that ended up being like the norm a for staple. a little while. It was a staple. Yeah, we're like, we were cross-checking battles?
1: at 10 38, you know, 18 minutes in the, you know, pregame skate or whatever. We'd be cross-checking you know, getting ready for a seven o'clock game. I loved it. Didn't bother me. It wasn't too long. It was fair.
0: No, that no, was fair.
1: It was fair. I like how you put that a, a, a practice driver because you, you really are, you have such a consciousness to purposely like, I can tell you scan the room, you try to scan the team, take a pulse, like see what does the team need that I can leverage my assets to provide. And that is a huge skill as a professional, a huge separator uh, between guys that make it from the American hockey league to the NHL from guys that continue to progress year in year out in college. I talked to Zach Hyman about a similar thing, you know, conversation he had with red Berenson where, you know, the head coach at Michigan where, you know, red just sat him down and basically said, listen, you're doing the right things. um, But at the end of the day, you're going to need to do something better than somebody to play in the NHL. You're going to need a specialty. You're going to need a role. And uh, I think, you know, with the skills coaches and things like that, that uh, all the development that youth kids have nowadays is great. Um, You know, but my advice would often be, and and I'm sure you'll talk about this even with your hockey school, like that's all great. You always have to be building your physical skill set, but there's a mental component, you know, to this game that you've got to be cognizant as a professional. You've got to be aware of what the team needs and be able to step in and provide it. Or else someone else will.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I like how you said the pulse of the room because it's you know I might not have said it like that, but that's exactly what it is. And you know if you're coming into the rink, you know like we both like to get there a little early. Like you know I want to see guys come in like some days. I'm like let's let's see how, you know maybe Jack Hughes is coming in the rink today. Like just you know if he's if he's a little down, you know let's see let's see how we can help him today. Be his be his best. And um, that's something I've you know taken pride in a little bit and. Um, there's obviously the you that you got to worry about too, you know, you got to be a little bit selfish, but um, you know, when it comes to those practice days and um, you know, those, you know, those morning skates that might be tough during the, the grind of the year, you gotta, you gotta know, you know, how to, how to react and, you know, what to give that day. Well, and it's kind of um, like,
1: you know, NHL locker rooms kind of, s- you know, sniff out, you know, guys that are you know being a little too, pomposh or, or you know, too cheerleady, cheerleady-like. But if you can, um, there's a difference between using, like, the social tact to know when a guy's in a scoring slump and maybe you can check in with him that day, say what's up, see how he's doing. Um, and there's something about scanning the room. Okay, the locker room's kind of dead. Uh, we've played four games in six nights with travel. You know, I got to, for me, I got to start dancing around and doing crazy shit to get the boys going. Whatever it is, like, I think... That's a skill set um, that you have, that you know makes it so much fun to play with you and guys like Johnny, you know Hayden. We we really got along, you know the three of us uh, really well. Um, I don't know if you can practice it, but it's something that you know I I would guess it believes it it exists in every culture, you know whether it's in a a business world, um, you know or or other lines of work. But I definitely know in hockey, like it's such a important skill set to have, or at least to know exists, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, I have one question about what role curiosity has played in your life. Cause it's something that I'm trying to really get in tune with on, you know, we're still kind of on quarantine as we record this uh, things are softly opening up. But you know, when I was younger, I used to have such a close relationship with curiosity. Everything was in the framework of how good can I get? It was never, you know, uh, I'm going to keep the ball up in the air and play hockey sack you know, with my hockey stick. It was never like I'm going to do three sets of 10 or three sets of 20. It was always how many can I get? How long can yeah. I keep this game going? And it's something I've really tried to tune in with in my training now is to make it less of like a check the box experience and more of an inquisitive like endless journey that there, there is no end to this progress. So what... I'm curious, what role um, has curiosity played in in your personal life or your NHL career, whichever one seems more fitting?
0: Yeah, I think I, I try to lean on a lot of guys, especially guys you know I look up to and I, I respect, I think. Um, so even when I was younger, like I'd you know always always be trying to learn in a new way. i always try to be asking people, you know how did you, how'd you do that?" And, like, and I think you're a little bit like that. you might be even more like that than me, but um yeah, I think like even when you came in last yeah, year nerd. I was like <laughs> I was like yeah. <laughs> even when I came in last year I was like right away kind of like hey I what do you know about this guy cuz I'm like I I can see this guy probably could teach me a little bit and I I I try to pick people's brains a lot and um I think that's been a huge part of where I am cuz when I was younger like I said I had you know those older cousins to look up to and I could ask them questions about you know their experience and I try to all bundle that into making myself better and using that to my advantage. And, um, yeah. And that's, you know, there's some captains that I've had along the way that have taught me great things and, um, you know, coaches and yeah. So I think I'm always, always trying to get better. There's, there's always curiosity in the way of finding ways to use somebody else's strengths to help me. And, um, yeah, I want to continue to do that. There's skill, there's different skill coaches I've worked with and, you know, it hasn't been, you know, for consecutive years, maybe for a reason, like there's new things I want to learn about and there's new coaches and my, my different mindsets I want to find out about. And, um, that's the way I kind of want to do it. And, um, that's kind of always how I've always done it and just finding different ways to, to be better, but you know, a better person and a better, obviously hockey player.
1: Yeah. That's something I connected with there where like, I always thought everybody kind of learned some wrong mistakes. Right. Um, but, really smart people tend to learn from other people's mistakes. And that's something I've applied to, you know, my hockey career, especially trying to study careers that uh, are similar to that, that I want to have similar to, um, you know, players that I looked up to or, or the other side of the coin, trying to try to pick out patterns of guys that have you know gone south in a hurry where their careers ended, you know, maybe abruptly, or they didn't get the opportunity that they, on paper, it looked like from afar that they should have gotten. You know, I've tried to learn from their mistakes. It's um, it's an art form. You know, the the NHL is so competitive, and you know, I hope you're proud of yourself, man, for the you know what you've been able to carve out for yourself. Um, you've you've really done well at every level, and and you know, you have tremendous respect from everyone that I know that I've talked about. Uh, on your behalf and and i love playing with you man i hope we're doing it again next year i miss you i'm sad about it yeah. i'm all i'm all shook up now uh, i gotta i'm gonna yeah call somebody and tell them to sign you again for next year and you know <laughs> i i don't i wouldn't say i'm you know sleeping with uh, a, a ton of security myself when you have a year like we did we're all under review um you know but i wanna i wanna i hope we're a part of the solution man
0: yeah i think um you know guys like me and you like i said earlier really can be so I hope I'm playing with you uh, again soon for sure.
1: Well, if we can't be our own fans, who is right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Runes. This was awesome, man. I miss you. Uh, stay healthy out there. Keep jamming. I look forward to cross checking you, you know, as soon as I get my hands on you, but um, you're, you're the best man. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for being the first devil, yeah. man.
0: Yeah. Thanks C's. I really appreciate it, man.
1: Anytime. I hope we get to do it in person soon. Sit yeah. down and, and, Wait, wait, dinner. wait! One more thing. Yeah, what do you got?
0: Would you be interested? I should have brought this up earlier. Coming on to my, uh, getting at my camp on Zoom and maybe answering some questions for the kids. No problem. I'm really putting you on this, sp- no you problem. On the spot right now, no problem.
1: Yeah, no problem. <laughs> on your own
0: podcast. Yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. Right. We'll talk about. When the- is it? When we'll is talk- it? talk. It's like, it's the last week, August, August 24th to 28th. So you pick a day that week that is easiest for you and we'll, we'll find a I mean, we'll time see. Maybe, more, maybe I can get out yeah.
1: there even. Maybe if, uh, yeah, well, you know, travel normal guests. and things like that, get out, get out to your place on, uh, you know, the Cape or whatever and make a time yeah. of it. Maybe I'll come visit you. Yeah. Get on the ice with uh, Adam or somebody or I yeah. don't know if guys out there in, in Boston, but all right, man. Uh, yeah, I look forward to it. Zoom <laughs> right, at the least, I yeah. promise. Zoom at the least. Zoom at the least. Zoom yeah, at that's the all least. I'm <laughs> where where can people find you on Instagram if they want to find more information out about your hockey camp or just anything about what you're doing and, and following you as you go through, you know, the summer and in the next year?
0: So yeah, I'm gonna get most of it out on my Instagram. I'm gonna start an Instagram page. I'm trying to get it out before the fourth, but the the hockey school is KR hockey.com so you can check out that for now, and then and then you'll see some more as as we keep going with this. That's awesome, man. Thanks, Rooney. Yeah. Congratulations on the camp, uh, man. Yeah,
1: and uh I look forward to doing it again soon, bro. Thanks for your time. Sounds good. Thanks. See you, brother. To wrap things up today, I really want to say thanks again uh to Kevin Rooney. It's it's no wonder why he was the first New Jersey Devil to come on uh, the Connor Carrick podcast as a teammate. There's really nothing he won't do for you. Those are that's the first of the three takeaways that I really uh, gained from our conversation with Runes today. Is he was and is he's still he's still playing. He is the type of teammate that in the lineup, out of the lineup, uh, scoring or not, he genuinely wants the team to win. And in pro sport, um, you know, when a coach goes a different direction and he doesn't think that you're in the best twenty guys, uh, you know, to wear a jersey that night to win a game, there's a huge ego blow. You know that that goes on there, where you want to be in that lineup, you want to be a part of that group. Uh, But for Kevin, he's someone that just has the emotional maturity and the the a true commitment to the team, where he genuinely wants the team to win. I've always really admired that in him. Another thing I think uh, we can all learn from Runes today is he has done an awesome job. You know, from high school hockey on out, uh, of adding value to his team. Period. He simply. Has a knack for scanning the room and trying to understand uh, what detail needs to be added to the team. What uh, you know, where can he carve out some ice time uh, for himself so that he can do some of the things we we're talking about, where he wants to develop next in terms of you know his high slot offense and and being able to be a more uh, dangerous offensive player with the puck. Um, but I think he's done such an awesome job creating a role for himself as an energy guy, a relentless two way centerman, you know, in the NHL who can kill uh, penalties. And finally, uh, something I really admire about Runes is he has no problem having to prove himself. He's got a low ego. He believes in uh, showing his worth day in, day out. Uh, He's been handed nothing, and he's taken everything uh, that he has earned in this game. And I mean that. He truly has earned it. I wanted to make sure that I helped him feel proud of himself for that because he really has uh, risen through the ranks in a way that I mean, hockey's a hard game. There's there's so many good players. There's so much talent. There's so many players in the meatloaf of of the NHL where you're not quite uh, a superstar, and then things get you know kind of gray on uh, you know who's better than who. And and runes has done an awesome job, um, winning over coaches and winning over teammates and proving that he can help teams uh, be better fit to win when he's in the lineup. So thanks again uh, to all of our listeners. I hope you learned a lot from. Uh, our conversation with runes. Uh, I know I did. he's he's an awesome guy. I miss him uh, terribly, you know, as we're you know still hanging out here on quarantine. But thank you for joining us here with the Connor Carrick podcast. and I look forward to seeing you all next week.